Welcome to Challenging Paradigm X. My name is Xerxes Washamgear and in my podcast I'm interviewing people who challenge the status quo. Do you know what a thought process facilitator is? Meet Eris Zalik. He's a facilitator of thought processes and innovation processes and he works with business leaders and opinion leaders from all over the world. In this episode, he will talk about how war has impacted his life in a way that he is now facilitating processes for a better future, why we need to rethink the way we think, and how leadership has changed over the course of the last few decades and which skill set is needed in these complex times of today. So if you're interested in these topics, I'm sure you don't want to miss this episode of Challenging Paradigm X, so stay tuned. Hi, Erez. Nice to have you here. Nice to be here. I want to ask you a few questions, just a simple question to start off with. Uh, Who are you and what do you do? So my name is Erez. I'm... uh facilitator and account manager in the field of innovation. I work for a company, international company based in Tel Aviv called SIT. It's kind of a provocative name. It stands for systematic inventive thinking. Most people say, wait, wait, how, how could that be? And most of my work is to manage or facilitate thinking processes, especially in areas such as innovation, strategy, problem solving, etc. Okay, great. So why do you do what you do? I think I do it for, for three main reasons. I think the first one is, is a, a, a characteristic or is a, a persona. Because in this, in, in, in this field of expertise, you have to combine two elements, a very structured, analytical, empirical approach and at the okay. same time, very creative, hectic, ever-changing approach. And I think that it's, it's kind of a complement uh, set of skills to my personality. This is how I know myself. This is how I grew up. So that's one reason. The second yeah. reason is because um, looking around in today's world, for me, this is the most exciting field. So yes. I'm doing this because, because of that. And the third reason is because I think that it will play a bigger role or will have a very positive impact in the, in the big picture. The world is changing okay. in many ways. And I think that one of the areas that are overlooked is the changes that we need to accept or embrace when it comes to the way we think about the world. Okay. What do you feel like is the most fulfilling experience of your life? What's the things that uh, really drive you? So I think that it's, it's, it's slightly two different questions. If I have to find the most fulfilling moments in my life, it will be very hard because when, when your life is ever-changing and very eclectic and there's so many moments like this and I, I just couldn't pick one moment up. But when you ask about what's driving me, 
it's a little easier for me to answer. I think that, that my main drivers are curiosity, my, my amazing love and fascination with people. It's the thing that I love more than any, anything else in the world, people. It's like the most complex and independent and, and authentic creature I, I came across. So yes. that's, that's the second driver. And yes. the third driver is, is change. And I think for me, success, people don't like to be told what to think, which is understandable. Thank God for that. People hate to be told how to think. We are all convinced that the way we think is the right way to think, the only way to think. And yes, we can change our mind regarding what to think, but not how to do it. So for me, a strong driver, but also a good success indicator is the ability to influence the way people think, not what they think, but how they think. Okay. So what's the most uh, scary, bold, or life-changing thing that you've done in your life? Wow. I remember, uh, I like poetry, and I remember uh, okay. reading a, a, a poet many years ago, and I'm, I'm going to try and translate it to, to English. I'm sorry for losing the aesthetic side of it. But, but it says that if you, if you are drafted, if you are called to fight a war for your country, then you're a patriot. Then if you are called again, then you're unlucky. And if you called on a third time, then you must be stupid. Okay? <laughs> uh, if you find yourself in the third world. Yeah. And for me, I think the, the, the lowest moments of my life or the hardest moments of my life was realizing that I'm, I'm taking part of, in a war. Regardless yeah. to the political situation, regardless to the, you know, anything just the fact that yes. you're taking part in a situation when there are two two groups of people trying to hurt each other it's the lowest that mankind can get to in in my experience yes and i think if i need to to point at something that was not only the lowest point in my life but also also probably the one that that has the bigger the biggest impact on changing my life was that for me now Life is all about creating uh, opportunities for people yes. to be kind to each other. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, they call us the human race, not that, like for a reason. So humanity and 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 for me now is the, like the most important thing. So I, I describe it as you know the most maybe horrific or lowest moment in my life, yes. but I have to say that. I benefit from the outcomes and I'm making sure that people around me will, will benefit too. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. In your field of expertise, what, what are the paradigms, the dogmas that have to be challenged? The field that I'm, that I'm uh, spending the last almost 20 years in is a field that is all about ongoing changing paradigms and, and, and breaking fixedness, okay? Yeah. So in that sense, it's an ongoing thing. I yeah. think that personally what I see as, uh, 
as a big change to to drive and and at least in, in the in these years I'm very passionate about is rethinking the way again and I mentioned it earlier rethinking the way we think I think that to be even more specific I think that if you look at decision making processes in management roles through history so yes. up until up until the 50s or the 60s to be a manager you needed to know what your you know what your team is knowing yes. and you needed to have a little more experience <laughs> but yes. during the 60s and the 70s we realized that this is not enough to be a good manager you need you need to know what they know you need to have more experience but you also need a little bit to understand management yes okay comes 90s and 2000s even that is not enough to be a good manager you need to know how to manage you need to know what your team know you need to have experience but you also need to know how this relates to other parts of the organization and other parts of the of the business and you need to develop some soft skills which is still good and yes. i'm looking around me now and it's not enough when i look at the conversations or the relationships that i have with my clients who are usually business leaders or opinion leaders um in their fields if up until 10 years ago it was more about hey let's talk about this problem or let's talk about this opportunity what i get from them now is a call for help in in helping them to think together i think that one thing that changed tremendously in the last 20 30 years yes. is the complexity the world is becoming more and more complex yeah. if the 2000 were very romantic new age was all about let's make things simple yeah. it was kind of a counter reaction to complexity i think that we don't give decision makers we don't give leaders not only business leaders social leaders political yes. leaders yes um we don't give leaders the tools the skills to make decisions when you have to consider hundreds of different attributes yes. that play a part yes making decisions or making choices 20 years ago had to take less elements into considerations than today so we need to learn how to make decisions in high complexity situations and more importantly we need to learn how to think together with others the last 20 years were all about collaboration yes. collaborations mean how to work with others but it wasn't yes. about sharing cognitive skills i need to predict something to the future is this people who would learn and be able to perform well thinking together with others and i'm not talking about brainstorming i'll yes. tell you what i think and you tell me what you think yes yes it's a whole different language Yes. People that will learn how to think in teams will probably do a lot better than people that will still, you know, use the team to get inspiration and get knowledge and get data, make decisions alone. Yes. So it that was, that was sorry it was a long answer. No, no, that's perfect. Question that what I think that is really important in my field now is providing decision makers whether they're young or old whether it's big or small with an additional skill set that helps them to think with others okay so in a way you could say 
the paradigm uh, would be that leadership is coined to one, towards one person and that now leadership needs to get distributed uh, within the group of people, within the team, whoever the group is. Yes, without compromising on accountability, responsibility, yes. single point of contact. There's many elements from the, you know, the old world. It's like yes. the last 20 years, it's funny to call it the old world. Yes. But there are many elements, management elements that you need to maintain. It's okay. not going to be business is not going to act like a democracy and you get, you know, the board will vote. And at some, some points you need to have someone who will take responsibility. You will need to have one leader, but that yes. leader will need to have thinking buddies yes. that will help her or him yes. to make right decisions in yes. very complex situations. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So the next question, perhaps you have answered it already to some extent, is which evolutions or revolutions need to take place for a better future? So when, when I think better future, at least now uh, between us, I don't necessarily think about better economics yes. or better technology. Yes. I'm thinking about, yes. about mankind. Exactly. Um, and I think that for me, we need to find more ways and new ways to bridge gaps. It's not that we have, you know, the marketing department and the sales department that, you know, go get them and, and it's all about making tons of money. And we have the, the, the social, the corporate social responsibility team who's usually much smaller that yes. do their own bit. We need to fuse things together. It's all exactly. about confusion. Exactly. You can't say, okay, I'm talking to millennials, so I need to have some, some conscious icons or tokens on my proposition. It's a change of, of perception. So yes. I think in terms of, it's more of evolution than revolution, yes. because I think that by now we understand what needs to be done. Yes. And what we're missing is how to do it. And we try to implement new approach, new concepts using old, old systems. Okay. Yes. So we have, we have the new what, and what we're lacking now is the new how. And, okay, yeah. and I'm optimistic because I know that when you look at evolution, normally people are good at it. Okay. We make a lot of mistakes. We follow trends. Yes. We tend to admire, we tend to, to create gurus. You know, everybody talks about Steve Jobs, but no one can be Steve Jobs. And maybe it's a good thing. So we create idols and, and we try to follow them. And I think that the change that I want to see is moving away from creating idols and symbols and focusing more on local uh, and regional cultures and creating change through culture and not through strategy. So you're a person who does uh, a lot of impact. So what would you like your legacy to be? I don't know. And I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not sure I don't want, I, that I want to have a legacy. 
To be very honest, I'm so involved and so excited with the present that, that I, I, I don't think too much about the future, at least personally, I don't think too much about my future. Yeah. And it's not important for me to be remembered. It's important for me to go to bed every night knowing that I did something useful yes. and I did something kind every day. Yes. Okay? So I, I don't really know how to answer that question. Okay. So maybe let's uh, look at it from a different perspective. Um, what I mean is, so from today's perspective, when you imagine yourself being, uh, let's say, 100 years old. So when you look back, what are the things that you would like, not necessarily as a person to be remembered, but when we talk about impact, what okay. would be the ideal impact, even if no one in the world knows you? What would have been the ideal impact that you leave behind? So my two biggest dreams, one, and it's something that I started to work towards and it's, it's complicated, but I'm on it and I'm looking for, you know, opportunities and partners to, to turn it into something that will grow. I want to create an offering. I want to complement each academic institute or each training facility with a curriculum that train people to think, to have these thinking skills that are required for the near future, for the next 10, 20 years. So I want to create the curriculum for that, uh, which is something I've been developing for the last few years. And I'm like, I'm ready for the big jump. The other thing is I have this dream to, to establish, and this is, it sounds it's like it's about size, but it's not the size, it's the impact. I would like to create the world biggest center for activism. Uh, I think that activism is something that nowadays perceived as, you know, some marginal activities, usually by extremists, usually, yes, yes, um, yes. usually provocative and controversial. Yes. And for me, it's a leverage that could inspire generations. So, I want to do it right. I don't want to do it as something small and reactive, but something proactive and something that can actually initiate big changes in our societies. Okay. Thank you for your openness. Very beautiful interview. I really enjoyed it. Enjoyed talking to you. Same and, here. Uh, yeah. Have a good day then. Thank you. Same you. Uh, take care. Thank you for staying tuned for this edition of Challenging Paradigm X. This week with Eris Zalik. I hope you liked this episode and if you did, feel free to share it so Eris' message gets spread even further. Also, please hit subscribe and if you like this podcast, you can support it through Patreon. If you have any questions or comments, please write into the comment section. So I'm looking forward to next week's edition of Changing Paradigm X. I hope you will be back and I wish you a good week. Ciao.